You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hi again, everybody. It's Ryan with Business Stories, and I want to bring on a guest today who is specialized in something we're all using in the business world, but many of us may not be using it very effectively. Her name is Jennifer Elia, and she is with the Secret to Visibility Online uh, company, and she's the founder. So she's going to talk to us a little bit about LinkedIn and how to use it effectively. Jennifer, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Sure. So first of all, talk to us a little bit about your background and how you fell into being more of a LinkedIn center focused marketing person. Well, I, my background comes from content marketing. I was originally um, in the content marketing space with blogging, helping people with creating programs, workbooks, webinars, and such. Um, and over the years of doing that, I was doing it for about 10 years. I really dove into learning about how I knew what needed to be done online, but I saw so many people working so hard to get all these components going and -hmm. not getting the results they wanted. And I started to see patterns where, you know, they had Facebook, they were doing what was supposed to be good for Facebook and they were doing what was good for email, but nothing was connecting. Um, And so I really dove into studying like, what isn't working here? Because these people are working hard um, and it's not working. Um, And I realized that part of it is that when we do go into a modern business, we know that we should be on different platforms, Um, but we don't realize that what we really need to be doing there is marketing, not just trying to um, beat the algorithm or, um, or, you know, just do what will get us a lot of likes there. Um, And so in 2020, I actually um, had a very big, cyber attack and lost access to everything I had, including all my devices, except for LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had all this background in (laughs) learning how to market and content and build relationships. Um, And I thought I need to just figure out how to make LinkedIn work. I mean, I know that no matter what platform you're on, it's really the same education you need to provide for your um, for your audience. So I dove into really perfecting LinkedIn. And in the process, I realized that a platform that I really didn't, to be honest, like that much when I originally started getting on there was the most powerful platform for growing a business, um, especially if you're in the B2B sphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, because I'm working with a lot of franchisors mm-hmm. and I'm amazed to see when I go and I look up the brand in LinkedIn I would say this is probably most prevalent with emerging brands where they're so fresh and new and some of them don't really have much of a LinkedIn presence, mm-hmm. or if they do have a presence, they're not very active with it. So in franchisors, of course, their goal is to expand the brand and grow um, and sell the brand, find people who would want to invest or buy a franchise location. How do you suggest in that direction? How do you suggest somebody who's a franchisor to approach LinkedIn marketing for that purpose? I think that the first thing is the branding. And I know oftentimes people 
we'll start it, and this is in every industry, but we'll start a page. Yeah. Um, and it has just the bare bones amount of information on it. And it'll say something like franchise owner <laughs> or, yeah. um, you know, clothing, clothing distributor, which doesn't really tell me what you do because there is, there's so many franchises. I mean, whatever title you could come up with, there's so many permutations that could exist in that. And really it's not just about saying what your title is. And I think that's where people get lost in the weeds on LinkedIn is that we still have this idea of, you know, the way LinkedIn was 15 years ago, where it was just about your online um, CV or resume, whichever one you want to call it, and basically a cover letter. Yeah. And we thought, well, if we put that up there, then people find it and they'll be impressed because we have this page. But that isn't, that was never really the intent of LinkedIn. And it works even less now because now it has really become a social platform. So when people arrive at your page, they really want to see that you're active, first of all. So you should be posting a minimum of three times a week. Mm -hmm some sort of engaging content that provides value for your people doesn't just say hey buy this or this is what i do um or stop at my location or anything like that it shouldn't right. be a billboard it should be a conversation but more than that your profile is not a business card really it's actually a sales page mm -hmm. um it's a way for you to sell what you know it's a way for you to sell how you serve people because there's so much out there and many times people are looking for something and they don't exactly even know what they're looking for, but yeah. when they come across good sales copy that they can identify with, they suddenly realize this is what I'm looking for. And so in franchises, what you have is a great opportunity for people to invest in, but there are hundreds, if not thousands of franchises. So what does your franchise have that's different than the rest? Um, and there's so many that we don't necessarily know about. We, we know about Walmart. We know about um, McDonald's. Um, yeah. There's some smaller ones that are household names, but the vast majority of them are very well-kept secrets. And so this is your chance. McDonald's doesn't need a big fanfare. We know what they do. This is your chance to create really your own buzz online. And that that's the real power behind LinkedIn, that companies that can't afford the marketing budget that Pepsi or, or McDonald's have can create this buzz, can create this audience um, that's hungry for what they have to offer. And I would say that LinkedIn, there's so many people seeking opportunities, alternatives to corporate right now, um, that franchises really have a special opening of the door, you could say right now to be attracting these people to say, here, look, I have this model business that fits yeah. into your lifestyle or fits into your values or whatever it is that makes you very special and unique yeah. um, that you can take on and not have to just start from the ground up. So let me ask you this, because I know LinkedIn ads are an option. You can buy LinkedIn ads, but mm -hmm. let's say you're not ready to do that or the budget is not there for that. Um, what do you suggest as starting to develop content if you're targeting potential franchise owners, let's say you're a new emerging um, hair salon brand, right? Or it could be a, a QSR, like a quick service restaurant type, fast casual restaurant brand. Like what are your tips for content specifically to, to attract potential franchise, potential franchise owners in that area? Well, there's some 
basic types of um, content that I would suggest everybody has. Mm -hmm. And many times we think content is just sharing something that people will be interested in. Like I see there's someone who always shares about these fun animal movies or animal tips and they're entertaining, but I have to tell you, I honestly have no idea what this man actually does. So I'm never going to call him <laughs> to yeah. hire him. Um, so it isn't just sharing that what people will enjoy or share or sharing, like I said, that billboard thing, but it's sharing things that will bring value to people's lives. So if you think of who you are targeting, um, what is it that they're experiencing right now? And I can guarantee that whatever they are experiencing is exactly what you experienced when you were starting this whole thing, what, like right. before you got into it. Yeah. So if you can think back to that, what were you looking for? What were you experiencing? Um, what was going on in your life that even made you decide to start a franchise or buy a franchise? Um, that's what people want to know because as much as it's important to show your success and have the recommendations and, and share client stories, which is another um, part of good content, you know, when you can share, oh, this free franchisee attained this, or there yeah. were, in, you know, this many locations. More than that, though, is making people realize that you are where they were and you offer an opportunity to get where they want to be. Right. Um, making yourself human is the biggest thing that you can do on LinkedIn. People don't want tons of statistics. They don't want jargon. They don't want um, like this dry, even if it's well-researched. I mean, I appreciate research and sometimes I read through posts and I'm like, I can tell you put so much into this, but this is not helping your brand at all because you're talking to somebody who's already on the other side of that mountain. And you need to talk to the person that you want to help climb the mountain. Nice. Um, and I think that's where we miss things. So really, if you can get good content up, at least three times a week and show that you're active and be engaging in two places. Um, one is with ideal clients. Now, will every one of them that you comment on their posts buy from you? Probably not. Um, but that's the way that you can start attracting the right people. And then commenting on posts for those who serve your ideal clients. So let's take the beauty salon, for instance. Um, your ideal client is someone who wants to open this franchise for a beauty salon. So some of the things that a person who's thinking about doing that may be looking at is um, fashion or um, the latest trends, um, or they may be looking at law or bookkeeping, or there's so many things that would serve them um, that you need to kind of research and think about, you know, like what, where would they be like, they might be looking for social media people. I mean, that's probably the first thing that they're looking for. And so just start commenting on those posts to get yourself visible. Um, because not only does that help get your name out there, but it also, because of the algorithm boosts your profile. So whatever you put out, more people will see. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And then do you also recommend, and I've heard this around before, creating a more emotional message. I think like, you know, statistics and numbers and dollar signs are great, but at the end of the day, people are going to buy or be attracted to your brand based on something they're feeling from it. So do you yes. recommend having a more emotional message in your content and your, in your posting and things? Yes. I think that really in the end, I, I forget who said it. Um, 
but all buying is emotional buying. You know, we think of the impulsive person as the emotional person, yeah. but really all of it is an emotional choice because um, even with, with the logic, it's still that there's some sort of emotion that, that made you buy that particular thing. Right. You, when you go to the soda aisle, let's say, um, there's some emotion that makes you either buy the one that is the cheapest one on sale or buy the brand that you're like, I like that way that tastes. And both of those are emotional responses. Right. So emotion is very crucial, but you don't want to just play. There's some people that really push like the negative emotions and it's important to bring those up sometimes, but everything shouldn't be negative. You know, yeah. it shouldn't just be all about your fear and your pain and your struggle. Um, you want to identify also with the possibilities of things that could be going on. And I think that the best way to bring content to people is through a story or conversation starter um, that relates to people's lives. Because we need to remember that even though it's a business platform, everyone on there is a real person that has a life. Right. And really they're on there because they want to connect with other people who understand what they're going through. Right. So right. if you are always posting from a perspective of like an executive or a business, the way you would write a white paper, or maybe do um, a board meeting, people aren't going to identify with that. What they'll identify with is when you talk about, um, you know, something that you did over the weekend or something that happened in your organization that isn't in that rigid box, maybe something that happened in the break room or after hours. Um, and you relate that to how what you do impacts people's lives or how mm -hmm. what you do is important. Um, I've kind of become known um, for my animal stories and I never really planned <laughs> on that being part of my brand, but we have a homestead and I've realized that there's so much overlap between farming and marketing. Um, and I need an entertaining way to talk about how to show up on LinkedIn. And so my little stories are, you know, things that have happened with the chickens or the geese um, or the garden, but it all relates to, you know, the garden is planting seeds in networking and in social media, and then how you have to nurture them. It's the same idea. It's just presenting in a way that people can visualize it and can identify with it and are actually engaged in like, where is the story going? Um, so yeah, that's what I would say as far as content is just make it, remember that it's a conversation. Like social media really, it's not a billboard, it's a conversation. And if you want people to, to respond to your posts and to, to put comments, you need to have something for them to respond to. Um, so that's what I would offer as, as far as that. Yeah, that's interesting. And I tell everybody who I work with to use a lot of video. And I think it's interesting to take video and somehow whatever you're doing with video, whether you're taking a walk in the park and you're just, you have the camera on your face or doing something fun, like, you know, skiing or something um, and tying it into what you do mm -hmm. is interesting and fun. And like you said, it's not a billboard. It's not just saying, here's our numbers, buy our product. It's yes. here's what it can do for you. And here's, I'm a real person. I'm actually going out and having fun. I'm not just stuck behind a computer all day you know, so yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. What is your, what is your take on um, LinkedIn ads and paying for LinkedIn ads? Cause I mean, I've looked into it in the past and I know it can be pretty, pretty expensive. So what, what is your opinion on that? 
it can be very expensive. And um, here's the thing with ads right now. Social media ads have gone up in price and down in effectiveness exponentially over the past two years. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is that people got way too bombarded in 2020 with ads because businesses were desperate to try to get um, to try to get traction. And I don't yeah. blame them at all with that, but you would go to Facebook or LinkedIn and it was just ad after ad after ad. Right. Um, and so all the platforms have revised how they do ads and so, in some ways restricted what you can do with an ad on. So on LinkedIn, um, in their best practices, but this is really across every platform, it says that you have to have some sort of content um, and the content has to be like a long form post. On LinkedIn, long form posts, which are not though like long and never ending paragraphs, long form post just means it's more than a couple sentences. Like you are writing out a story or a full idea or a conversation. Right. Um, is still what really powers LinkedIn. So even if you're doing videos or you're doing other means of um, posting, like adding to your post, you still need that long form post. That's still what they're looking for. And so when you're advertising, you still need to have that active. And what happens is there's a lot of people who want to circumvent um, and they say, I don't want to put time into my um, my profile because, you know, that's not going to make me dollars. I don't want to put money into posting because that's not going to make me dollars. I'm just going to buy an ad. And when you don't have those two in place, the ads don't work. I mean, LinkedIn will gladly take your money, but in their best practices, they're basically telling you it's not going to work. Um, (laughs) because they have, you have to have at least four ads running at one time. This is their best practices. And one of those has to be, a value rich content, um, which is basically a long form post. So you're, you're paying to advertise a post basically. Um, and each one of those, you need to have a minimum budget of a thousand dollars. So that's $4,000 per month. Yeah. Advertising. And if you aren't engaging on the platform, if you're not providing other content, if when people see your ad, they go to your profile, which is what they're going to do because the ads are set up to look like posts in your feed. You've probably seen them. Sometimes I read things and I was like, oh, that's sponsored. That's why I never seen something from this person before. They're going to click over to your profile. And if your profile doesn't look like you're a legitimate business or it doesn't sell what you have to offer, that ad was wasted. They may have clicked over, but now you've just completely lost a possible sale. Um, So ads seem like the easy route, but they aren't. You're going to pour tons of money into it. And in the end, you're going to still have to do those basic things that you could have done for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. I think people, I, I, th- I would tell a franchisor or a business, get your page built, which costs you nothing mm-hmm. um, unless you pay someone to do it, of course, but build your page, build your profile, fill it up with relevant content. And then maybe think about ads, but not until you've laid that, that foundation. So, and, and I would say that you need to have a account that has high engagement and high engagement is like 50 comments per um, post. So like 25 is the bottom. So every post you have at least 25 to 50 comments by different people every single time you put a post up and you are showing up in hundreds, if not thousands of searches, and you are highly engaged. So 
even just having, if you're just putting out posts and no one is responding to them, it's still not like, it's still not the right time to do an ad. <laughs> and right. it doesn't matter if you have 30,000 followers. Um, there's someone I know that has 60,000 followers and still isn't getting, you know, necessarily that kind of traction that they may be paying for ads, but really they should be investing in getting more engagement because the ads are going, it's going to cost them more to get the same effect with the ads. Right, right. Well, Jennifer, it's been a good conversation and really informative in regards to LinkedIn. So if people have questions or want to reach out to you, uh, how can they find you? Obviously, LinkedIn, I would assume. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the best way to find me really is on LinkedIn. Um, or if you go to um, scale my business on LinkedIn, that's a special landing page that I have about um, what I do on LinkedIn. And it's a great way to connect with me and just see what I have to offer as far as understanding. But really, LinkedIn is my happy home. If you want to learn great tips and get to know me, um, I'm always looking for more people to get to know. Great. Yeah. If you don't have your LinkedIn page put together or you're not sure where to start, Jennifer is the one to talk to. Jennifer, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in becoming an episode sponsor, please email me at livingryan at gmail.com. And thank you so much.